This is a Player One podcast. Player One is a radio show about gaming that airs every Friday from 6 to 8pm on Sin Nation, a digital radio station in Melbourne, Australia. You can also stream Player One at syn.org.au. And to find out more about Player One, go to syn.org.au slash Player One. Enjoy the podcast. This is an interview that was conducted at RTX Australia with Bernie Burns, the former CEO and founder of Rooster Teeth. Hey, I'm Scott from Sin Media, and today I'm interviewing Bernie Burns. Hey, good to see you, Scott. Nice to, nice to see you too, Bernie. Uh, so I got a little present for you. Oh, no kidding. I thought, uh, I thought it might be relevant if you just had some, some teeth. Some candy teeth. All right. Um, it's just like a thing you eat teeth with your teeth? Yeah, it's just great. You can like take them off and put them in your mouth so you have like teeth, extra teeth. Scott, I see you splurged for the value pack of teeth here. That's do, you know, nice. do you know what? It's, I, I come from Melbourne, and I can find those anywhere. They are so hard to find in Sydney. Is this like a common thing? That, well, I've never seen these before in my life. I'm going to have some of these, by the way. Rooster used to be the company that just produced like Red vs. Blue. Uh, yes. So you were just that company, but now you're doing so much stuff. Like, How would you describe Rooster Teeth to someone who just doesn't know it? Um, you know, we are a unique kind of company in that we produce online video, but we also, we're not a YouTube company, which is what most people, when they talk about online video, that's what they do. We have our own site. We have our own audience. Basically, we make content that we would want to watch, and we have a lot of faith that there's other people that will want to watch the things that we're making because there's enough people out there who like what we like. And I think that's what sets Rooster Teeth apart from just about everybody else because we're making this content because we want to see it. So it comes from a very genuine space. Which is it's great because obviously like you got acquired, but before that you were just sort of sponsor-free. You got a couple of things that you sort of talk about, but there's no one really influencing you. Well, yeah, the acquisition was a big deal because we were getting to the point where we were having so much growth that we were, I was reinvesting in the company constantly. Uh, like you take RTX in Austin, for example. There was years where I was like, I had to invest in that like two hundred thousand dollars because it lost it basically lost that amount of money, and it was it was uh, basically two hundred thousand dollars to throw everybody a big party. That's a, that's money that you know didn't go home, you know. But I still had to pay taxes on it and everything else. So it's like after a while you get to a growth point where you're like, we need some like more investment, and there was like a billion ways to do that. And the one that made the most amount of sense was the acquisition with full screen. And then they just sort of can fund your stuff. Yeah, so the full screen has really enabled us to do bigger and better things. I mean, the crowdfunding project that we did the campaign funded laser team and then now we have three other series that we're making this coming year that are bigger than anything we've made so far and that's all thanks to all the production funds we have now uh thanks to the transaction uh rebus blue was the foundation for like for for rooster teeth so why why halo why did you choose halo to be sort of where you went well you know it's just we make content that we want to make and we were playing halo all the time i was uh writing for a video game site and i was the xbox guy and in the first year that the Xbox came out, that meant you were the Halo guy, because that's all anybody wanted to hear about was Halo, Halo, Halo. And so I was just trying to find new ways to make Halo more interesting, and we would have parties at my house where everybody came over with the Xboxes, and we'd set up in different rooms, and people would yell from one room to another. You do that enough, eventually you get inspired to make something where people in different bases are yelling across canyons at each other. So a lot of Red vs. Blue was born out of those land party environments. Um, so... I did ask you the question before when we had a bit of difficulty. What, if your life could be a video game, what video game would it be? Man, I think if I had to live in any universe, I would love to live in the Mass Effect universe. There's just something about it I really like. I mean, obviously Halo's huge for me, but Mass Effect just seems like this utopian environment it would be great to live in. Except for, you know, when the Reapers come to destroy the galaxy. I was about to say that the game does not end very happily. No, it doesn't, yeah. But it's fun to be there in the heyday. What was it like to have Rivers Blue and then Bungie coming up to you and saying, hey, we want to support your show? I think in any successful media career, film, television, whatever, 
there is an X factor in everyone's career. And it's, it, for lack of a better term, it's almost like a luck moment. Um, and you can recreate everyone's steps exactly, but you probably won't have that X moment, whatever it is, because that's what makes or breaks somebody's career. For us, that was somehow convincing Microsoft to loan us a multi-billion dollar franchise to make funny videos on the internet. And I would love to tell you exactly how I did that, but I don't know. I was in the room and we talked it out and it was just because of their good graces of them saying, we don't really understand this stuff, but people seem to like it and we're a company that values innovation. So let's see where it goes. And 13 years later, we're still seeing where it goes. Just for a final sort of comment, what was it like to coming from a gaming background to then pass that on to your son and then now sort of make content out of it? That's great. Um, you know, where I am right now is making our shows like Game Kids and watching my kids grow up. Most of the games that I play now, I play with my kids. And it's great because, uh, you know, I've raised these two kids. They tend to like a lot of the stuff I like. I have a very fortunate career for a dad of two boys where I work in movies and video games and science fiction. I mean, and on the Internet. So it's like I'm like tailor made for all their interests. And so being able to play games with them is great. Like I introduced games to them I was playing back in the 90s and, and they, they love them. So it's, it's really fun to pass that along. Uh, I, I would want, love to ask you so many more questions, but I understand there was lines and lines and lines and lines of fans who would love to just see you downstairs. Thank you so much. And um, do enjoy the rest of it and enjoy like your calm down and sort of just take a break. Yeah, a little bit, we got a little bit of time between then and now. We, uh, there's a lot of people out there that we still need uh, pictures and signatures. So I want to make sure we get to as many, many of them as we possibly can. Maintain as many fingers as you can. I have 10 so far. We'll see where I am at the end of the day. All right. Thank you so much. Great. Um, it was lovely talking to you. Yeah, and nice I. To meet you. I submit you too. I'm so sorry for doing the wrong hand. No, uh, the right hand, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I hope everything goes well and everything back in Austin is all well and good with your away. Well, thank you so much and thank you for covering the The case. full video interview will be posted to Player One's Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash Player One Sin. That's www.facebook.com slash Player One S-Y-N. You're listening to Sin Nation. This has been a Player One podcast. To check out more Player One, go to syn.org.au slash Player One. 